Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. June 13th through 15th, I am going to be in Sacramento at the Punchline. Please come see me. I'm going to be there with the lovely Amber Preston oh. from uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, by way of Fargo, Fargo. North Dakota, West Fargo. So she's going to be coming with, and it's going to be uh, an absolutely uh, great time. She's very funny. You recognize her from uh, commercials yep. and her stand-up comedy. It's going to be great. And two pieces of information from me. If this is the first time, if this is the first episode you've ever listened to of the show, I've got good news for you. Uh, this is not a daily events podcast. So you should go back and listen to the first episode and start there. It's called uh, OCD and Star Search. Yeah, our, our stories are pretty evergreen. They're pretty evergreen. You yeah. can listen to them at any point. So go back to the beginning and listen your way up and you will understand some of the handful of inside jokes we have like this next one. Listen up, Uncle Ronnie Axe. <laughs> We're 100 away from the T-shirts. And I've had a lot of people message me. I listen on this thing or this thing. How do I get uh, a review up on iTunes? And I got to be honest, or Apple Podcasts, because right, iTunes just right. sold. I have to be honest. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. But what we decided we would tell you is steal your dad's iPhone. Grab your girlfriend's. Just take a stranger's phone and put it up. Right. That's what you should do. We are so close to the T-shirts. We're going to get them. I think by the time we roll around to this next episode is my feeling. That would be great because uh, I would love to walk anywhere and see someone in that T-shirt. Wow, what a day that would be. <laughs> Showtime. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. Hello! And in the corner, as per usual, as the kids say... As munching on some chips at an aggressive level. We got Hay Bales. Hay Bales is in the corner. Hay Bales! Welcome to the middle of somewhere. Somebody told me that we start every... We, the first episode, we say what the show is, and ever since then, we're just like, fuck it. Oh, really? We yeah. haven't said it? We haven't said it. And I didn't know that until somebody kind of half angrily pointed it out to me. Oh, because I, um, I remember one time saying, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. I loved it. And then almost killed myself. Yeah, it sounded, it was the podcast words version of a queef. It was pretty bad. <laughs> wow. It was pretty oh, bad. Oh, I hope you're that funny the rest of the podcast. Zero chance. Um, okay, so I don't, we're not going to talk about the whole time. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to know how one uh, week one of being married is going. Oh, man, it's it, it's going great. I'm very happy. Okay, because be that didn't start off great. Well, anytime you're like, oh man, <sighs> no, it, what they don't tell you about weddings is, and I I would have eloped happily and then just had a little party in each place. Sure, I'm happy with what we did. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. But what they don't tell you is, you are hanging out. You know, we had a smaller-ish wedding, but I have a giant, big hillbilly family. Right. So it was basically my family and my closest friends and her family and her closest friends. Sure. So you're in a room at a party with 130 people that you love the most, right? And 65 right. of them are my friends, like closest friends and closest family. And to go from all of those people around you at a party to the next day, they're all gone. Yeah. That's intense, man. You know what might have helped? What? If we would have fought each other. You think so? Two sides, like Braveheart. Oh, the entire get, group. Yeah, we get to face paint. The Amundsons versus the Lowhorns. Yeah, yeah. and then yell. 
just yeah just come that's how we close it is we all come across the party room that would have been amazing i it just it would and it's it doesn't feel like a fair expectation for the significant other like now everybody left and i have to fill the next day the hole you have to fill the joy yeah yeah i have to lift you like <laughs> i thought marriage was supposed to be great and then also you spent like five months planning this shit i understand why olympians get depressed like it's yeah because it's it's the it's big over like crescendo. what the fuck do we do now right. and then it's over yeah, yeah exactly so it's like uh did you so the five months you planned it did you guys have sex during the five months or was it like a, we're gonna not have sex no that would that would i mean if we weren't having sex it was because of my back but it was uh no we didn't we weren't like rediscovering our virginity before don't 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 married. talk to me like this is i'm making this up because when i got married um, I didn't think you were making it up. I just think I would never. You've known me long enough. I'm not going to be like, I. Okay, we've started planning the wedding. Let's stick it back in. That's Let's, what happened to me. When I, what? When I, yeah, when I got married, it was a we are not going to have sex leading up to the wedding. So then it'll be more traditional. Uh, but there's no way it's going to feel like the first time when there's a picture of your son above <laughs> your bed, <laughs> like looking down at you like, it's not your first time. Remember me? So it's like there's just there's no way to do it, really. You know, we talked about last week. We were going to talk about the whole, the whole wedding. We talked about a lot of stuff, but that the sex story took up so much. I left here and I realized I didn't tell you and I didn't even tell you this in real life. Uh, you texted me about it. Probably the only thing that really mattered from the wedding uh, outside getting to say I do to her. Okay. <laughs> wow. The only I'm like, I'm watching you like a <laughs> helicopter parent right now. Like, and we say, please. And thank you. <laughs> we say, please. And thank you. So I was, we built basically cause we got married at Acme and that is not a wedding venue. It is a comedy venue. Right. right? Correct. So we had to sometimes depends on the week, depends who's there. Uh, so we had to build it into a wedding venue. So we had to, we got a, we got pipe and drape, a rug, a runner, lights, mm -hmm. all the stuff to make it look very different. Yeah. So we had to go to a store to do that. And a uh, boat producer, Eric was the guy who went with me the first time I went to pick some stuff out. He mm -hmm. was just, cause he was the guy that day of was going to set everything. Raw hot dog. Raw hot dog. Okay. Raw hot dog is the guy who did it. So we get there. I hop out of the car. He's got to make a phone call. I go in. They ask me who I am. I tell them I'm getting married. I need these few things. They treat me basically like shit, like okay. a dumb ass man. Where they're like, sit on that chair. We're going to get you the stuff that, that you think you need, but you, sh you shut up. You're a dumb man. And I, <laughs> I sat there like a, like, a, like a dog that had just shit on the carpet while they were giving me stuff for my important day. Like one of them would be like, what about these lights? And they go, no, 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 no. He said he wants those. He wants these. It was really weird. Eric comes walking in. Somebody at the front asks, oh, yeah, hi, can I help you? He goes, oh, I'm actually with him over there. And they go, okay. He goes, yeah, he's my fiance. Yes. Yep. So, and I need to point out that I don't necessarily, I'm not 12 anymore. So I don't necessarily think that's a clever bit pretending to be gay uh i think when you're getting design stuff for a wedding i think it's gonna i think it's fantastic i have rarely seen a 180 that hard and they treated us they brought a, i went from s sitting in a chair feeling like a piece of shit to all of a sudden i was like did you are you bringing me chocolate covered strawberries <laughs> no shit 
Like they're like, you want champagne? I was like, I don't, I don't drink it's like champagne. Pretty, pretty woman. They treated us. <laughs> I've and I, I wanted to be like, it's not. He was just being, fun, but I didn't. I just. I was just, I'm like, yeah, I love him so much. And <laughs> I can't wait for our friends and family to celebrate with us. And so we get all the stuff picked out. We actually have to deal with another lady who, like, this is Cy and Eric. They're getting married. She's so enthusiastic. So it's the week of the wedding. That's months ago. It's the week of the wedding. One of the ladies. Now, I want to point out, for people that can't see Cy, you do, you do look like you could be a hillbilly asshole. Yeah. But if you are nudged with a man saying, that's my fiance, and then you look at you again, you could go, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can go. This I is can, not a hard sell. No, I can go either okay, way. Okay. It's very believable. Yeah, absolutely. So this lady, she's dropping everything off on the Wednesday before the wedding. She drops everything off, and there is somebody who's there who I'm not going to name. Who's, and she walks in, and she talks to him. And she goes, hey, I have stuff here for uh, Cy and, and Eric's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and the person laughs and goes, no, that's, Cy is marrying Jenna. And she goes, what? And, oh, yeah. And I have rarely in my life have I been scolded on the level like you remember in mighty ducks 2 when they pretend to be aaron spelling's kids of course I do. and they get treated amazing in that dress shop because yeah. they're in there creeping like i want to get my mom something so show me your boobs lady like that sort of stuff <laughs> that's how i felt when they figured out it wasn't her kids this lady went at me so hard like i can i am so disappointed in you as a person that's a sentence she said and she and i you know when you're getting scolded, you want to fight back? So I started to fight back a little bit, and I was like, no, she's right. You're such a piece of shit. When she said, I'm disappointed in you as a person, did you go, gay person? <laughs> did you what say kind of? I didn't. I, by the end of it, I just let her finish, and I go, you are right. I am sorry. I should have cut it off, but just I want you to know that I'm not a hateful person. I, it was just an immature mistake, and I appreciate your help. We got to this point where she goes, okay. But you understand why I am upset and why other people would be upset, right? And I was like, I can't believe you didn't tell her how big of an asshole she was being before that. I, cu I, I couldn't. I would have. That would have been my opening line. I, I would have been like, you're being such a prick. And then you smiled for the first fucking time. You, I thought I'm going to ride this wave. I'm going to ride the gave. I'm going to ride the gave. <laughs> I was so cut down. Like I, when you're really in the moment of being scolded, it doesn't. I, I just couldn't get there with my brain. Oh, that sucks. I'm because I'm 44. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned that before, and yeah. I don't get scolded anymore. Right? It's my the first time I've been scolded dead. in forever. My mom's nice. I don't know that he's dead, but I don't get scolded. No one gets to scold me. So now it's wedding day. Okay. Right? We're doing pictures. Both of our families and the bridal parties are there. They do this thing called the first look, which mm -hmm. is the pictures that are taken when the bride and groom see each other for the first time ever. And in Acme, they have this open staircase because Acme is a very tall building with a bunch of other businesses in it. Correct. So there's an open staircase with a platform that you can see from the floor below and the floor above. So I'm going to stand on the platform and look away. Jenna is going to come down the steps. I'm going to turn around and see her. For the first time for ever. For the first time ever in her wedding dress. Oh, wedding dress. Okay, you skipped that part the yeah, first no, time. Not an arranged marriage. Okay. And, uh, and they'll take some pictures of it. Mm -hmm. And so... I am turned around waiting and it's kind of taken a while and all of a sudden I hear her coming down the steps and our family and friends are kind of like lined up the floor below I'm like that's kind of weird I didn't know they watched this part but they have cameras out I was like oh they're just trying to get their moment sure 
And, uh, and then I hear her behind me standing, and I hear the photographer, who was fantastic, Wendy Mayberry, go, yep. all right, Cy, turn around. I turn around, and it's my brother, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg is six foot seven yep. with long blonde hair that he wears in a man bun. Yeah. He is jacked. He looks like Thor, and he is in a wedding dress and a veil. I love it. And just to really paint the picture, this is the sort of wedding dress that you would see in a porn. Like it is okay. so short sure. and so tight. The only reason his di- he wore spanks so his dick wouldn't hang out of it. Put the lotion in the belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it terrified me. But it was so funny. And it was Jenna's idea. This was her whole idea. She thought it was so wow. funny. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. She, it's so funny. But here's so everybody below is like dying, laughing, taking <laughs> pictures. Everybody's having the time of their life. Greg looks so funny. He goes and he leaves as he walks up. I'm like, I can see your asshole because he's going up steps and it's this <laughs> short. Just, by the way, just so everyone's clear, I know he knew it was a joke, but I also think he really liked the way he looked like, <laughs> like I think he got into it. and He's like, yeah, yeah, Greg, you're going to jerk off in this later. Like he liked the way he looked. Uh, so then he's gone. Everybody's still laughing. I turn back around and now it's time for Jenna to come down the steps. And I look over my sea of people laughing and I look like 20 feet behind him. <laughs> <laughs> the lady, the fucking lady. <laughs> oh my God. Good. And she looks at me and like, <laughs> Just like a fucking movie. Just shakes her head disapprovingly oh and just walks out. Like Chichi Rodriguez at uh, Happy Gilmore? Yes. yes. <laughs> so, I thought that's Chichi Rodriguez. Who is that? Yeah, no, it is. I no, think it's not. They, I think that's who it is. Chichi Rodriguez used to do the thing with the putter and put it in. That's Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino. It is Lee Trevino. Like, uh, is it? I don't now know. I don't know what the fuck's going hey, on. Hey, Bales, look it up. And so basically that woman, she didn't think that we're like hate mongers. But basically, my our two families think being gay is so, and I couldn't like shout at her like, "Wait, no, it's my brother." <laughs> that's why it's funny. <laughs> oh, I think that's so fantastic. So that was the that was the after we finished the podcast last week. I was like, "Was there anything that anybody else needs to know?" And I think uh, I think that is basically it. Well, that should keep you from being uh, too sad about your family leaving. Yeah, I think just it does knowing it. that like that's your family. I think it does the trick. Good. You uh, you wanted to tell me about a spelling bee. <laughs> I did. I don't know. Uh, so I had just my daughter. Yes. This was last year. She was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and she was in a spelling bee at the end of the year, and I uh, just had hip surgery. Just had complete hip replacement. So. Um, it was five days after the surgery and I had gone off my pain meds okay. because they say like, don't be in public when you're on these things always mm-hmm. because you know, it's like whatever. So I go there and um, my agent had sent me a cane. She goes, I'm gonna, my agent Hillary had sent me a cane and it was pink bedazzled cane. It was a pink oh, bedazzled cane. It awesome. looks fantastic. Awesome. So I bring it into this thing and I'm like in the upper tier of this auditorium where they're doing this. <clears throat> and they go ahead and they go through the rules and they say, okay, so, um, and they repeat, parents, please do not shout anything at any time. This is about the children. 
no helping, no yelling. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. And they keep repeating that throughout the rules. But one of the rules is you can restart the word if you use the same letters you use to start. So you can't change your answer, but you can restart using the same letters you've already used. Okay. So you can't like okay. make a mistake and then go, oh, shit, I made a mistake. You and can't go, back go and restart, you can't re spell potato, P-O-T-T -T, and go, wait, 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 P-O-T. Correct. Uh, Correct. Okay. Gotcha. So um, my daughter gets constitutional, right? Constitutional. Got and it. she spells constitution and then goes, kind of looks off in the distance. She goes, wait, what was the word again? And they said, nope, that's wrong. And so I said, having heard these Wait, rules from the crowd. Yeah, but way up in the back. I'm the only one sitting in this section because I'm the there's so many stairs. Yeah. And I have a cane and a brand new hip. Like I shouldn't be out of my house. Gotcha. And so I go, hang tight. I just yell, hang tight from back there. My daughter puts her head down immediately and scurries back to her seat. <laughs> so I already know I fucked up. But rules are rules, man. Yeah. Don't tell me these rules and then tell me they're not rules. So right after that, the guy announcing the words has a handheld mic, cordless, and he has to come up to this little um, uh, booth where they do all the like video recording, and that's where all the sound equipment is. Okay. And he has to change the batteries. So I hobble down to him with my pink bedazzled cane. <laughs> Haven't shout. Look like a maniac. I'm coming off of hard drugs. And this guy goes, uh, I go, excuse me, um, can I ask you a question? He goes, hurry. And I go, well, the last word, um, she's allowed to spell, restart the word and ask you what it is if she uses the same letters. And she had spelled uh, constitution correctly. And he goes, she made two mistakes. And then I go, actually, and he looks at me right in the eye and he goes, two. Now. <laughs> This is going to turn out very different than the gay situation. I do not get scolded. Yes. That's, so, what I, that's exactly what I meant. I am fucking, I'm sweating from withdrawal. So I'm already crabby and I just go, <clears throat> and he turns and I go, fuck you. <laughs> right to him. So now other parents have looked because we're now within earshot of the lower tier. And I have my pink cane and I like have it up like I'm using it to point at him. And I just go, fuck you. And then this other guy who's like some weird. Yeah. Older, fatter Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes, exactly. And so uh, so one of the one of the parents turns and he's a pastor that I used to play noon uh, basketball with at the YMCA. And uh, before my hip surgery and he turns and he looks at me and gives me like a, I used to know you kind of look. I'm just disheveled. <laughs> I know. I knew the man that that guy used to be. Yeah. You, it felt, I felt like uh, when celebrities just go into obscurity and they're like, you used to be Vince Vaughn, right? And he's like, yeah. I still am. What's going on? So uh, I look and uh, he's looking at me and he goes, just so you know, those are the rules. He doesn't even comment on fuck you. He just comments on like, you're right. The pastor. Yeah. Awesome. And then his wife turns, awesome. looks over his shoulder and goes, you are right. And I go, thank you. I just want to, I like, I'm so confused by this. And I go, did she make two mistakes? And I go, no, she spelled constitution. So I hobble up back up the stairs <laughs> and I make my way to where the students are sitting. And I go, Olivia. 
And she just looks at me and goes, no, like <laughs> half looks at me, right? Tilts her head towards me, no eye contact, no. And so I go, but for real, do you want me to not say anything? And she goes, dad, it's like, this is more embarrassing than losing. And I was like, okay, that's my fault. So I hobble back up and I'm sitting there watching these other kids and I'm fuming. I mean, I am so mad. I'm like, I went off pain pills for this. My fucking leg is throbbing. I have a goddamn pink cane, which looks sweet, but not when you're like yelling at someone. So after this whole thing goes down, I go up to the judges. Now, now let me say this before I continue. The amount of, of effort and planning that went into this spelling bee that was supposed to be fun for these kids, because if you made it to this round, you got to get out of seventh hour and have a pizza party. Oh, sweet. Right? That's it. It was a fun thing for the kids. Yep. And I got super going through withdrawal dad shit. And so I, I know that I should not have. I understand. Well. That. No. Well, just listen. I should have asked a couple questions. Uh, I made a suggestion that I thought was a good suggestion where it's like the um, fuck you part. Nope. Later on, I said maybe at the end of the word, they say the word like the real to spelling cue that they're to, done yeah, to let you know, because here's here's where that came from. I go down and I'm talking to the judges and one of the ladies goes the way she looked at me. I knew she was done. Oh, fuck you. And so I said, and you're working a middle school spelling bee. Shouldn't you be working for like the government talking to potential terrorists? If you can know what people are thinking by the way they're looking at you, you're really underselling your Get a ability. a better job, yeah, man. This is like, so they called you in the fucking kid whisperer to figure out when they're done spelling words. We've been having trouble at the spelling bee. Call Sally. Yeah. So she's so, a fucking genius. So then I said, uh, human lie detector. So, so yeah, right. It's like, why are you here? At least work for a Each corporation. Each contestant will put their palms on Sally's palms when they finish their word. Yeah. Louie, did you jerk off onto those people? <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. That kind of shit. Let's get to the bottom of some stuff. Let's solve it. So I, after that, I suggest maybe you can go work for the CIA and then the kids just say the word when they're done. Yes. To let you know that they're done. Mm -hmm. That way your skills and abilities, which are impressive, yeah. can be used in a, in a better place. Well, now everyone's looking at me. Everyone's pretty upset. So I go home and I go, I think I'm over this. That's fine. I sit down on my chair. My hip hurts. Like as soon as I sit, I get a stinging pain. My pain meds are upstairs. I get up. I see my cell phone, I call the school, and I leave a message for the guy with the microphone. And it's not great. I guarantee this message got saved in case something happened to him. It's like when you send, you send a voice message to the, to the newspaper in case you're murdered so they can like do the story. Hey, if I don't come to work tomorrow, Jeff did it. Oh my God, this message that I, I, I go, yeah, you may have seen me as a man with a pink cane hobbling down the stairs. So you thought that you could say whatever you wanted to me, but my hip's going to be better in six months, motherfucker. Like really aggressive shit. So ridiculous. I'm so embarrassed by the way I act. Do you know that I've had to implement something I've, in my life now? I say to myself, anytime a situation goes down, I say, how are you going to react 
and how many apologies are you going to need to, to perform in two weeks? That's what I asked myself. My daughter, I was making a cake and she goes, can I help? And I go, sure. Can you grab that sugar? And she's so fucking spazzy and jittery and bit, 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 bit. And I love that about her. But she knocked the, the sugar all over the floor. It's a cup of sugar that I'm going to have to clean up. It's a lot. So I was about to go, just God damn it. Right. I could feel it. And I go, what are you going to do in two weeks? You know what you're going to do? You're going to go, it was just sugar. Who gives a shit? Pick it up. And I, I know that I'm going to have to look my daughter in the eye later and go, I shouldn't have yelled at you, blah, blah, blah. Why apologize when you can just comb your tits right now? That's Oh, and that's why I didn't bark back at the gay shower. I still would have. I still would have. I know you would have. Because, listen, if she's being an asshole first but you and need you got to know, one smile. You need to know that two weeks later I'm going to have to be like, I'm sorry. We thought it would be funny if in front of all of our family my dad had to watch his son look like he was going to marry his other son. We thought that would be hilarious. See, I, I think in this two weeks, I would have thought to myself, how are you going to react to this in two weeks? And I would have said, in order for you to smile at me and treat me like another person, I'd have fingered his asshole in front of your whole store. <laughs> that's what I would have said. Because that's the two weeks for me. It's like if you're being an asshole, I don't know. But um, so there's a message out there that I didn't leave my my name on. Yeah, let's sure. I'm, I I don't know. I would worry about that irrationally for a while. I remember when I was dating, I would constantly, like, one of my great fears is being falsely accused of murder and having to spend the rest of my <laughs> life in prison. <laughs> like, Your fucking brain. Dude, when I was, when I was dating, uh, before I met Jenna, I, like, I would take people to the same Froyo shop. That was, like, a constant first date for me because I knew everybody there knew me. Hold on, me. before you were dating Jenna, I remember that being a first date with Jenna. Do you not remember that? It was, it was a first date with okay. Jenna. It was, because I mean, you said before you were dating Jenna, you used to bring people to the same Froyo shop. Yeah. But you brought Jenna to that Froyo shop. Different Froyo shop. Jenna has her own special Froyo shop. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. Hey, Bills? It is, this Froyo shop is in Minnesota. Jenna's is in LA. Okay. The point is I love, I love Froyo. Sure. I just fucking love it. And, uh, but so I, I, no shit. I liked the idea that people there knew me because I always had that fear. Like I'm out on a date and she's like, yeah, I just broke up with my boyfriend. He's really angry. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. You know, I don't, cause what happens is she gets, I drop her off. She gets murdered. Somebody calls the Froyo place. Like, was she with Cy that night? And they're like, yeah. And he was really angry about sample cups. And then I'm fuck. I'm yeah. Yeah. Then you're dead. That's like that, uh, Patrice O'Neill bit where he's like, when you're a black guy, you always get receipts. <laughs> Even if it's for a can of Pepsi, he's like, can I get a can of Pepsi? Want a receipt with that? I sure do. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how it goes, but that's the gist of it. Well, I would do the worst thing. I uh, part of the reason most dates didn't go well is I was really interested when I knew they were home safe. I'd be like, text me when you're home safe. Like, hey, are you home safe? Did you make it? Like, I was making sure that, that I had that receipt on my phone. They're like, I made it. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, but that also seems like you're like, are you now in a building you can't escape? that I know the address tell tell me when you're home is you are you locked in that oh, what, what room are you in pain dungeon what room are you in you like escape rooms psycho man <laughs> I don't me. know I don't know that we can this has been one of those one of those episodes that started with two pretty good stories and so it's gonna be climactic early and then we're just gonna peter off <laughs> uh, but I, so one of the things I'm curious what you think of this, I, my brother, Greg and I, so right now I live with my brother and his wife, right? Jen and I, and I, I, you know, I hate that. 
And I, why? Because grow up. I don't. I think that's such a stupid attitude. So when Jenna moved here and Greg moved home from Nashville with his wife Lindsay, the housing market is nuts here. Neither of us were ready to buy a house. I didn't want to pay a ton of money for a shitty ass apartment. We got a big ass nice house that the four of us live in. Okay, well I've never been invited over there, so well, I don't oh, know. Oh god, you are we so We have a podcast together. Dramatic. He is so dramatic. I have to be in at 1, out at 2. <laughs> I do have shit going on. Well then how are you going to get to my house? Invite me another time. So you're we, telling me the only time I can get invited to your house is, is fuck, right, fuck, right after, after the podcast. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We have so much stuff going on. There's four people live there. I love living with them. And she's pregnant right now. Yeah. Lindsay is. She's having a baby here this month. And our plan is our lease is extended through the end of the year. Okay. And then we'll all kind of look for our own place. And people are really weird about that. They, they think it's strange that we're living together. The original plan, though, was my brother Greg works overnights in Mankato one week at a time as a pharmacist. So he was going to be gone a lot. I work at ESPN. I'm gone a lot. Mm -hmm. It would be nice to have the girls have someone there with them. As in case someone's like, did you make it home? Yeah, what room are you in? I'm here with someone else. And so <laughs> she's pregnant. But let me pitch you this, because I grew up, my grandma lived in our house. I like multi-generational homes. I would live next door to my brothers. I, I love it. Sure. We have talked about buying a duplex together. Okay living in each side of the duplex for a little while then when we get other houses so you're you and your brother would live on one side and jenna and jenna the baby and Lindsay on the other okay, side yeah yep. do you think that's a terrible idea well no because i know how close you are to your family yeah. the question is are jenna and Lindsay faking that they get along right now is no, this baby I think they get along really well are you guys going to understand that now they have a baby and a dog and you it's you two and all the noise is coming from one side oh we are we're very start, prepared for that are they going to start smoking drugs after the baby i that that would be a deal breaker for me yeah i just i've had so many bad experiences living in places because i don't like apartments i hate I hate being at the mercy of four people on every side of you. you I, know? Lo I love it. You do? Fuck no. Have you met me? <laughs> I would kill someone. So I've always like, when I when I rented places and I lived here, I want to live in somebody's like, hey, we have a finished basement. We turned our house into a rental, the bottom half of our house, stuff like sure. that. I, I have had, uh, it's just, you never know what you're going to wind up with. I lived with these these two people who... Um, let's call them Tom and Carla because I don't want to <laughs> use their real names. I hate how you protect everybody. So I live with these people and they were strange, man. And I mean, the microphone guy from the spelling bees name is Scott. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you got a last on. name? Nope. Yeah. Bummer. So like they're strange, like the sort of strange where I remember I came home after comedy one time and uh, the woman was out mowing the lawn. Uh, and that doesn't feel that strange, but it was 1230 in the morning and raining. And the, oh, man. the only way that happens is, well, I'll mow it right fucking now, Tom. Yeah. Like, that's the only way that it's happens. cold rain. It'll help the swelling go down <laughs> like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah exactly no, I right. completely agree. So they when I was living there, it was kind of on like this, the edge of town. So it was like an acreage. And I came home one day. My friend Paul and I were living there and I came home one day and I walk in the house and you have to walk through their part to get down into our part. And uh, we didn't interact a lot. They were nice people, but we didn't interact sure. a ton. They stopped me and they go, hey, Cy, big news. Do you have a second? And I go, I don't. I, I don't. And she goes, just hold on. We have purchased a baby duck. 
a duck with it. <laughs> Who the fuck purchases a baby duck? You can mow the lawn at 12.30, but not go steal a duckling? We are going to raise the duck. They named it Quackers as a side note. Now, a question. Is that a real name, or are you protecting the duck? The du- <laughs> that is the duck's real name. Okay. Quackers. The duck is Quackers. Okay. We are going to raise him in the garage because it was nearing, it was coming to be about springtime. We're going to raise it until it's ready to go out into the world, and then we're going to release the duck out into our yard, and it'll just be a part of our habitat. Uh, do you want me to keep you updated on the duck? And I go, ah, no, I really <laughs> don't want that. She goes, okay, without fucking fail almost every single time you are not gonna believe quackers is so big every time so finally it's the springtime i get home one day she goes friday's the day uh my my parents are coming over the kids are coming home we're gonna free quackers i'm gonna write something down at the end end of the story i want to tell you what i wrote down is that fair yes write it down so she tells me they're gonna free quackers and she goes you and paul are invited to come would you like to come and i go i just i think we're going to be really busy but if you knock on the door and we're here we'd love to come and then i immediately went downstairs and i looked at paul and i go we have to make some fucking plans on saturday or we're going to a duck ceremony (laughs) somehow both of us forget it's saturday we're watching golf or something and just i go mother fuck we're going to a duck party (laughs) so we get upstairs no shit they had t-shirts that said free quackers oh no so we all huddle into the garage the grandparents the kids the couple paul and i and the dad puts his hand up on the garage door thing and he goes ten nine and they start doing a countdown i'm like i can't believe we're fucking here (laughs) they go two one he hits the garage door open right the door slowly rises it's like this perfect spring day not a cloud in the sky it's blue you can hear birds chirping and shit and for the first time in his life this amazing beautiful duck leaves the confines of the garage and enters the world where he should be living and he walks out on the driveway and wham the fucking dog ate him oh no (laughs) it was amazing (laughs) you know how hard i had to keep it together i was almost like yes yeah, oh, I was like, shit. have you seen a man come from not sex before? I was like, no, quackers. No. Have you, have you seen eighth grade boys in a windstorm? <laughs> yeah, I've seen guys come from not sex. What's wrong with you? It was such. And now here's where here's where it gets a little tougher. And I understand I love dogs. I fucking love dogs. And I love okay. their dog. They were all so mad at the dog. And they were so angry at the dog and they like shunned this dog. That's not fair because he didn't know quackers. I know. It's just food to him. Yeah. Here's the. And I'm not saying this is funny. So please, dog lovers, do not get mad at me. A week later, dog hit by a train. No. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then they, as a group, like they were so angry at the train. Yeah. And I was like, you guys need to cool it or a plane's going to hit that train. This is a real woman who swallowed the fly situation. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks later, it turns out that was the train Bruce Willis was on in Unbreakable. (laughs) Yeah. 
just ridiculous. So here's what I thought was going to happen. Okay, yeah, what you wrote I down? I thought they released the this duck. This is what you wrote down? Yep, I hope the duck flies away and she starts crying and immediately starts mowing the lawn. Because <laughs> that's how she deals with stuff. Typical Carla. Typical Carla. Typical Carla. Typical Carla. Um, but yeah, I, that's... That's great. So the reason I don't like apartments is because my father left my mother in bankruptcy... Mm-hmm. Right. And so here's how great my mom is. Okay. Even though she didn't need to do this, she kept track of uh, debts that she that she had. Right. Okay. So they all got wiped out with the bankruptcy. But the ones my dad's had, my dad had, it was like wasn't fair to her. But she yeah. still made a payment schedule to the debts she had to that pay. That were hers even though personally. They were wiped out. Yeah. I, I believe that's how this goes. Wow. And uh, she's just the best. She really is fantastic. She used to work at a place, uh, Autotail Power. She would deal with people paying their bills for electricity. Mm -hmm. And uh, she would always like, because of what she had been through and because she's just a great person, she would always help them figure out a payment plan to keep their electricity on and shit like that. She was just, she's just the best. It's incredible. So So we move into an apartment as a transition thing, right? And it's like, Post your dad leaving. Yeah. And this is like, this was built by the second little pig. I mean, this motherfucker could come down at any second. <laughs> and it's just like, it really is. They poured concrete and then stuck up boards. And yeah. they're like, this is it. So we go in there and it was fine. It was mm-hmm. fine. I mean, uh, one of the scenes I remember from this place is I think my mom had had it living there because my sister and I came home one time and the kitchen drawers were somehow in the living room and there was cutlery and bowls everywhere and my mom's in the kitchen smoking a cigarette and we were like what the fuck and she goes couldn't find the carrot peeler and we were like all right oh my god we're going to the store you need anything besides a carrot peeler you fucking psychopath oh man insane insane she and that's what i do i threw a bowl of eggs out into my backyard because i couldn't get a little piece of shell out of it you know when you try to put your finger on a little piece of shell and because it's gelatinous, it's, it shoots out from underneath it by the time you get it? Not even fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme from Bloodsport could get this fucking thing. And I, was, I kept doing it and kept it and I couldn't get it and I finally stormed it to the backyard like an execution watch and just threw the whole thing in the backyard. The bowl and yeah. the egg. And my daughter goes, what happened? And I just go, carrot peeler. I really did. Because it's, it's in my genes to spaz out like that. So anyways, the next year, my mom gets works. I like that. Of, just as a side note, hey, Bales, I like that that wasn't enough for him to hate apartments. That was the preface to the story. Oh, yeah, this is great. So <laughs> so um, my mom gets herself out of bankruptcy, gets enough credit to buy this house. It's like wow. two blocks away. Yep. And so I go to the community college in the town I grew up in, met some friends. They're like, you should come over. And I go, all right. They go, well, it's these apartments. Do you know those apartments? I go, I really do. I really do. So I go in and I remember they, I walk in and they go, sorry about this, but we like, we started looking for apartments too late and these aren't even good enough for college kids. And I go, yeah, no, I know my family and I lived here for a year and a half. And then everyone just went to their rooms. And then I, it was the same apartment, same exact apartment. And I walked back into the kitchen and just went fucking carrot peeler. So good. (laughs) Um, just so you know, I have to go. I know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, do you, I mean, keep coming up with ways to try to end the show. And the only thing I can come up with is, do you want to tell me 
how you feel about me with the word love in it. I sure just love you. A lot of people I sure love you. A lot of people message me about this because they feel bad for you. And so I'm just going to say, no, I, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't I, succumb. I love that you keep trying. <laughs> you know, the funniest one. And I, I almost always refuse to be negative towards anybody who is a supporter of anything we do. But somebody on one of our social media posts posted, Chad, just tell him you love him already. And somebody else went on and posted, you should never have to tell someone you love them. When you're <laughs> I read that like, too. That's great. Yeah, fucking keep your baggage out of it, lady. I do love it though. Yeah, I, I don't I, need anybody defending him. Well, I do. Yeah, I need everybody defending me. So keep it coming. Oh man, by the way, when next week, I've been getting a lot of questions. Okay. And so next week, I want to ask you, we'll do one. When, when we get a good one, we'll do a listener question. And I'm going to let you think on it. Okay, now I have an update. Can I tease it and let you think on it? Go sure. ahead. Sure. And I have an update from uh, my sister. Okay. Apparently met with Uncle Ronnie uh, with some stuff. And I, I asked her some questions. And I'm just going to give you one of them right now. Got and it. then we'll talk about it next week. But uh, one of the, qu the, the answer to the question is, yes, Uncle Ronnie has eaten horse meat. That's true. That's the best. Yeah. Well, he's fucking old enough where I think you have to. Yeah. He was like, during the Dust Bowl, my family survived on yeah, you horse. Yeah. You ride a horse till it collapses, then you eat then it because you're going to have it's a long walk. And then walk. we hollow it out, and that's where my kids live. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you think about this question okay. so you can answer it at the end of next week's podcast. Okay. And then I'll give the listener credit at the end of next week's sure. podcast. Uh, ch they wanted to know, Chad, if you were size dad. Okay. And you could sit him down and give him three serious pieces of advice. What would those be? And they're serious. I think they want to know. I think they want to know what your real advice would be. Okay. So we'll do that next week. So we'll, we can end the show now. I do love you. And you. I got to go. I have to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.